Hello, this is Malia Warner. Welcome to Power Principles, the podcast. This is episode 34, Shine Time and Back to School Blessings. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. We have another great episode of Power Principles and several principles hidden throughout this episode today. We are going to be talking about the power of a family shine time as well as back to school blessings. But before we dive into those, I want to give a little follow up on last week's episode about taking a screen break. As of recording this podcast episode, we have not yet started our screen fast. And the reason for that is because I was going to be gone three days this week. So I didn't think it was fair to subject my family to a screen fast without me being here to participate in it. I went to stay at my youngest sister's house to babysit her four children. After hearing the episode last week, she was planning to start a screen fast also. And I said, no, please don't start screen break at your house. I might not survive the weekend without PBS kids. On my first day there, we got the older two off to school at 830. And then I was with the four-year-old and the almost two-year-old. We read books, we played Spot It, we did color and shape flashcards, we played memory match, we did front rolls, headstands, and other gymnastic tricks, we played Lava Monster. And after all that, I thought, well, it must be nearly time for the kindergartner to come home. I stood up, looked at the clock. It was 9.20 a.m. I realized it has been a while since I've been immersed in this time warp of being with toddlers and babies all day. It's like living in this twilight zone where the space-time continuum stretches beyond human dimension and zero approaches infinity, where one second feels like eternity and minutes go on forever. Except for nap time, which passes by in warp speed and is over in a blink of hyperspace. So you mamas of littles, when I talk screen break, I'm not even talking to you. You're exempt. You work... 24-hour shifts, and those are long days. It was only by the grace of Curious George that I was even able to get a shower. So for everyone listening, remember that the point of power principles is for them to be personalized. And here's a tip with screen breaks for young children that aren't in school during the day. When you're having a screen break, make sure that the screen is out of sight. Remember the saying, out of sight, out of mind? It's a lot more challenging for young children if the computer is going and the screensaver is going and they can see it and then they want it, or if your phone is out or if the iPad is out. So when it's time to have a screen break, power down, try to get the screen out of sight. I like at my sister's house how she has put her computer in an armor with closing cupboard doors. So when the shower was done and the Curious George episode was over, it was time to turn it off. And as I powered down the computer, yes, there was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And I just said, it's over, it's all done, and closed the doors and even moved the chair out of the way so that the kids wouldn't be able to climb up on the chair. And you know what? After a few seconds, they got over it and we went on to playing with something else. It's good to have a signal that the screen is off, that screen time is over. 
If you don't have a cabinet, maybe putting a towel or a sheet over a computer screen. You Etsy and Pinterest people would probably make like a darling computer cover or something. For me, it would be a towel or a sheet, but out of sight, out of mind. The principle is that the decision is made. At this time, screens off. Making decisions and defining boundaries is liberating. Kids thrive with boundaries. The key to remember is that we don't want to limit screens because limiting only creates want. So breaking from screens isn't the same as limiting screens. And that leads us into today's topic about having a family shine time. There is a big problem if we take away screen time and have nothing else to put in its place. We need other things to keep our minds engaged. What's that saying? The idle mind is the devil's playground. This principle of family shine time has two parts. The first part is helping kids. And I say kids, but everything here works for us as adults as well when we want to change a screen habit of our own. So the first part is helping kids and us discover other things that we want to learn, do, become. The second part of the principle is supporting them and us by showing that their efforts matter. If we want to truly influence having less screen time, instead of saying, Don't play on the computer. Why are you always on the computer? Turn the video games off. Instead of focusing on the not doing something, focus instead on what goes in the place of screens by saying things like, oh, show me the picture that you colored. How many laps can you do on your bike around the neighborhood in 20 minutes? What's happening with the fire clan in your book right now? It's not going to work so well if we just take screens away without putting something in its place. Our brains need to visualize what else we're going to do. So when we start the Warner Family Screen Fast, we won't just say that we're not going to do screens, but we're going to brainstorm as a family other things that we want to do in the place of the screen time. And to illustrate this principle of making sure that we replace the empty time and space of screen time with other things, I want to refer back to episode 20, the last episode before the summer series about setting and forgetting screen time. That episode explains how we decided that for summer, we would have a screen blackout in the morning and screen time in the afternoon. Then we went a step further and instead of just saying no screens in the morning, we decided what we wanted to do during those morning hours. Recognize the principles of deciding and want. We chose four areas and called them our four finished. One was something to practice, personally something that we would practice each day that we could improve on. For everyone, it was pretty much their musical instrument. Area two was our curiosity area, something that we were really curious about learning and wanted to research. Number three was a physical activity, doing something physical every morning. And number four was reading. And we talked about what were the books that we were really excited to read for the summer. So what does this have to do with a family shine time? Well, a family shine time is basically a way for everyone in the family to have an opportunity to share or show off things that they have been working on for themselves. And there are five specific ways I want to talk about that a shine time can be beneficial for a family. First, before we get into those five examples, let's define what a shine time even is. For us, 
a shine time is basically all the family flops down and takes turns sharing something. It's very informal. It's usually not planned in advance. It's not consistent. We don't do it every week. Most often we end up doing it on a Sunday. Sometimes it's an impromptu performance when grandma and grandpa come over. And I don't even know how the name shine time came to be. One of my kids said it once and it's just kind of stuck. I think we've been doing some kind of shine time informally since way back when my oldest children were toddlers. In our first house, we had a fireplace, which we thought was weird because who needs to build a fire in Phoenix, Arizona? But it turned out to be a great little stage, a great little platform for our children to stand on and do a little program for us, seeing their ABCs or a nursery rhyme that they learned or their talk that they gave for primary or their part for the preschool program or even do a little impromptu dance. And the kids love doing it. They love having a captive audience. And I want to talk about five reasons why it's so good for families. Number one is self-esteem. Kids love to be seen. We all love to be seen. You know kids are all about, Mom, watch this trick. Mom, look what I can do. Look, no hands. Look, no pedals. When we designate a time to see our children, to watch each other, it builds self-esteem. It increases each family member's sense of identity and personal worth. And I have found that a lot of behavior issues and problems stem from self-esteem issues rather than behavior issues. And we're going to talk about this in depth next week. The episode is going to be a side door approach to behavior issues and problem solving. That the most effective way to resolve behavior issues and family problems is to focus on strengthening individual identity and personal worth. So more specifics about that next week. But when you listen to it next week, remember, having a designated shine time, even if it's very informal, is extremely validating for children. It says, I see you. I know you exist and you matter to me. Number two is group esteem. We hear a lot of talk about self-esteem, but we don't think as often about group esteem. And group esteem is a real thing. It is essential for us as individuals to feel connected to a group, to feel part of something bigger than us. Connection is a huge buzzword right now. We have a human need to feel connected to others. Shine time allows you to be a performer and an audience member. When you're in the audience and you're cheering for other family members, you develop a sense of pride and a value for each other and for your group. Every family has a personality. As you share and are cheered on, you feel that you are an essential contributor to your group. It's amazing how good a shine time is for the youngest people in the family who are so often overlooked and who have to do everything last. Everyone else is a pro at riding a bike when they're just learning to ride a bike. Older brothers and sisters are doing calculus when they're memorizing their multiplication tables. So the things they do can so often to them seem insignificant compared to what the biggers are doing. A shine time gives opportunity for the youngest to take center stage and to be star of the family for just a moment and watch how their eyes light up and their shoulders square and they stand a little taller because they have older brother, sister, mom and dad cheering just for them. Number three, 
having a shine time helps to give us a reason for learning something. All the time we hear kids say, why do I have to learn this? One benefit from our four finished during the summer is it gave me a reason and permission to practice the piano. A lot of times I feel like I can't take time to practice the piano because why? Outside of playing hymns for church, I'm not a concert pianist. I don't perform for anyone. It doesn't bring me in any income. I'm not teaching piano lessons anymore. So it's hard to make the time to practice or to even justify taking the time to practice. So this summer, because it was part of our four finished, I had designated practice time. And I decided that I was going to learn and memorize music. During the school year, I had had to memorize a line of music in order to accommodate a page turn during the accompaniment for my son's violin salon ensemble. And it was so hard. I have not memorized music or really anything else in such a long time. And I could feel the age of my brain. And I realized I better dust off my memorization power and get my brain back working again before I get even older and it becomes more impossible. And at the beginning of the summer, it was so hard to memorize even a measure of music. And I thought, I just can't do this anymore. I am not going to be able to do this. But I just kept showing up for practice time and doing it little by little, day by day. And after a month and then after two months, it got better. It was becoming easier. I was doing better at memorizing. And I really looked forward to my piano time each day and rediscovering the joy of playing for me. Knowing that I would be playing for my family during shine time at the end of summer kept me accountable and helped me to make practice a priority. So number three, having a shine time can help give a reason for learning. I know we never need a reason to learn, but it really helps to have one. This goes a lot along with number four, which is motivation. Having a shine time can really give you motivation to stick with what you are trying to do. Knowing that someone is going to listen to you helps give you the burst of motivation to get through the sludge of those practicing hours. Some of you may be familiar with the violinist Jenny Oakes Baker. She was the first violinist for many years in the National Symphony Orchestra that performed at the Kennedy Center. She now does her own recordings and YouTube videos. She came to perform with our local Timpanogos Symphony Orchestra. And the conductor, in introducing her, wanted to tell more than just the standard bio. So he'd talked with her father and learned this story. Her father had said that when Jenny was young that she didn't like practicing very much, but that she loved performing. So her mother would bake chocolate chip cookies and then just spontaneously invite kids from the neighborhood, anybody that was passing by to come in and eat cookies and watch Jenny quote unquote practice. I've noticed that if one of my kids is struggling with motivation to practice or they're feeling stuck on a piece, if I'll sit down and say, oh, play it for me, it gets their juices flowing. So performing, knowing that you're going to perform can give you the motivation. And number five, a family shine time allows learning and sharing to be experimental. Home is a safe place to practice before going out into the real world. 
Presenting a book report or a biography of Abraham Lincoln in front of a class of 30 students can be really intimidating if you've never been in front of anyone before. So practicing from the time that you're little giving nursery rhymes or little songs or anything in front of your family can help you in a safe place ease into doing those in school and then at work and in bigger settings. Also, the learning that can take place at home can be low pressure and experimental. There aren't grades attached. There aren't report cards. It's a place where you can really chase your curiosity. An example of this is my daughter has never taken a formal piano lesson. I taught her for a little while and then she decided that she wanted to be more self-taught. And this summer after her first year of college, she moved home and I said, what would you think about trying piano lessons for the summer. You've never had a formal teacher outside of me. And because we were all doing this as a family, because we were all choosing things that we wanted to improve on or try or learn, she gave it a go. And I was so proud of her. It was low pressure. She had a fantastic teacher. And I just have to give a plug and thanks for fabulous teachers. Whatever you teach, where would we be without fabulous teachers? We have some unwritten rules about shine time that help these five areas be more impactful. One, it's non-obligatory. Not everyone shares every time. It's completely voluntary. Two, shine time is full on cheering mode. This is not a time for coaching, correcting, criticism. This is not a time when I go into piano teacher mode. It is absolutely just enjoying the performance. Three, it's 100% non-competitive. There are no winners. There's no prize for the best shine time or the most progressed or the most interesting. No most best estes in anything. It's all about sharing and cheering. Share and cheer, share and cheer. So we can do a shine time anytime, unplanned, really informal. But we did make a point to plan an end of the summer shine time to showcase our four finished and everyone over the summer knew that would be coming. So on Sunday, August 17th, which was the last Sunday before the school year started, we did our little shine time. We had a variety of sharing. We had some newly learned Japanese vocabulary. We had a presentation about procrastination from the book, A Teen's Guide to Getting Things Done. I loved that my teen taught us about procrastination and it was really good. And I could see in him the satisfaction that he had actually taught something to his parents, that he had something valuable to offer to the family. We had some Ninja Warrior moves. We had a PowerPoint presentation of cat memes. Yes, you heard me correctly, cat memes. My daughter played Defying Gravity from the Broadway musical Wicked, which just has some awesome chord progressions. It's so cool to listen to. We were really the beneficiaries of the summer being able to listen to her practice. I played a Bach invention, memorized. Thank you very much. And how about this for irony? My son, who has practiced all summer on this really awesome music, sprained his wrist playing capture the flag the week before and could not perform. Isn't that just the way it goes? So probably on another weekend when the college kids are back home, we'll have a mini shine time just for him. At the end of shine time, and I have to say we were all feeling pretty good. We did have a sense of accomplishment. Especially dad was really proud. 
He didn't get a summer break. He kept going to work every day. So he wasn't home to hear the practicing and see the reading going on. And so for him, it was really something to witness how everyone had progressed over the summer. He said, good job. I want to take everyone out to dinner to Rodizio Grill. Yes, my friends, mayhem ensued. We have gone to a Brazilian barbecue once before. It's pricey and it's a really special thing. This wasn't something that dad and I had decided on in advance or told the kids that we would do if they did their summer four finished. In this case, it wasn't a dangling carrot. Now we've done dangling carrots before, but in this case, it was dad saying, good job, you guys have made good efforts this summer. Let's celebrate being a family. And speaking of dad, since this was the last Sunday before school started, we moved from shine time into our traditional back to school father's blessings. I want to give a plug here for back to school blessings. Whatever religion you are, there is power in gathering the family together and having some kind of a prayer, some kind of a meditation, some kind of connection to spirit and energy and intelligence before school begins. It is a way to let children know that they have unique soul and identity far beyond what's seen in our human sense, that their character is divine and that they have unique gifts, talents, and personality to offer the world. For us, the way it works in our home, this has been a tradition, and it was a tradition when I was growing up. My father always gave each of us individually blessings before we began the school year. So the way it works for us is that dad blesses each of the children individually one at a time, and it's a blessing that speaks to them about who they are and about experiences that they'll have during the year, and some warnings about things to watch out for and some encouragement about things to focus on and to develop. And the feeling in the room is one of tangible family connection. And as the rest of us listen to the blessings and the words spoken for each person, we come to understand that we are sharing space with an amazing individual and that their character and value goes far beyond the day-to-day annoying things we see, not making the bed, singing too loudly in the morning. This shared family experience develops a deep mutual respect. And I feel it really does give us a strong foundation for starting a new school year because you just don't know what's ahead of you in a school year. Anything can happen. But having this tradition of family blessings starts us off together. It increases our desire to help each other out in our homework, in our practicing, and the things that we're endeavoring to do. And it lets each one of my children know that they have the ability and the strength to do hard things. And that they matter, that it matters that they improve their minds, that they build on their talents, that they have something valuable to contribute to our family, to their classes, to their school, to our neighborhood, to our community, and ultimately to the world. I think this helps us throughout the school year to have less issues about getting homework done and getting practicing done. 
because they have been blessed with divine help to go forward and face their challenges and to know that who they are matters and that what they learn and the skills that they develop are important in the long run. So I highly recommend it. You can invite someone who has the priesthood to come into your home and bless your family. You can do this as a family, have a family prayer together. You can also, as parents, speak one-on-one individually with your children and tell them the things that are good about them, the characteristics that you notice, reinforcing who they are, that they're important to you, and that they have a place and a purpose in this world. And if you haven't done it yet, it's not too late. School's not too far going. Sundays are a great day. Get your family together and have some kind of shine time, some kind of blessing, some kind of family connection. I think you'll really see how taking the time on one day to do this saves you so much time throughout the school year resolving the little issues that come up. And we'll talk more about that next week. So shine time, family blessings. I'll also mention that I always get a blessing too because I have a school year to face and I have goals and challenges that come my way. And then this year for the first time, I'm going to cry, was very unique for us because My oldest son now holds a priesthood. And so he's able in our family to give blessings. And so he was able to give his, oh, sorry. He was able to give his own father a blessing. So sorry. (laughs) So usually dad will give us each back to school blessings, including me. And then he doesn't get a blessing for himself. It's a way that he really serves our family. And this year, for the first time, he was able to receive a blessing from his oldest son. And it gave new meaning to the term father's blessing because my son gave his father a blessing. And you can tell, you can hear, it was a meaningful experience for us. And I really feel we are entering this school year with a strengthened family bond. And even though the two oldest have moved to college, we feel connected to them and we feel connected to what they're doing and their schoolwork. There is a power in human connection, and we're going to talk about that more next week also. And when that human connection happens within families, it is extremely powerful. So if you have the opportunity to do some kind of a family blessing, some kind of a spiritual family gathering, I really recommend it. And if you don't, don't feel guilty about it. Don't let it be something that gets you down. There is a way, there is something you can do to have some kind of spiritual connection. It doesn't have to do anything with religion. You can absolutely have a non-religious, a non-denominational spiritual family connection. I hope something from our discussion today about shine time and back to school blessings has given you ideas of things you can take home and use to strengthen your own family. There is power in family and there is power in sharing with and connecting with our families. This is Malia Warner. Thank you for listening. Also, by the way, the real chapter 11 of Lies of the Magpie will be posted Wednesday, Have a great week. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. Until then, stay well, my friends.